Hi, this is John Breyer with Mainly Matters, and today we're speaking with Brian Olis. Brian is a grassroots member of the Say No to NECEC organization, which opposes the uh, proposed, what they call the CMP, Central Maine Power Corridor Project in Western Maine. Um, He also, as part of that, he's worked as a volunteer signature petition collector um, for quite some time. Uh, That effort ended just last Sunday, I guess. So, Brian, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. We really appreciate having you. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. And and such an important issue that uh, power affects everybody in our state. And I'd love to tell you a little bit about our efforts to uh, get the uh, No CMP Corridor petition to uh, a vote in November. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, And and I do know, um, just from knowing Brian personally, he's a real avid outdoorsman, Um, you know, loves Maine all four seasons. So uh, spends a lot of time whitewater rafting. Um, I know you you ski, you hike, you do all the things that that Maine people like to do. And and, um, so this, this project hits close home hits home close hits close to home for you because you you understand um, the damage it can do to some of the the most pristine parts of Maine. So may, maybe start off by just telling our listeners, you know, what is the CMP corridor? And again, CMP is short for Central Maine Power, uh, the, the 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 electric company that um, operates throughout the state of Maine. So what is the CMP corridor? Sure, John. Thanks. That's a great question. So the CMP corridor is otherwise known as the NECEC, acronym for the New England Clean Energy Connect. And that's really a uh, 145-mile transmission line that would deliver hydropower from Quebec to Massachusetts through uh, a very large, pristine forest in western Maine, specifically up in Somerset County, uh, just north of the Forks. And yes, uh, obviously, of done a lot of things being born and raised here in Maine and and certainly have taken advantage of all the outdoor activities. I got two kids and we like to, to fish and love to snowmobile up in that area. And obviously uh, a lot of people know that I'm a very avid whitewater paddler. So you know, these things are really important uh, to, to look at um, where, where this uh, corridor is going to go. Okay. Well, thanks for that, that overview. Um, interesting. I heard you say that it, it, it's a proposed corridor that will deliver electricity from um, Canada to, to Massachusetts, so not necessarily delivering it to Maine. But um, it, is, is the CMP corridor good for Maine? I mean, obviously, you don't think it is, but, you know, tell us why. Like, what what is wrong with the CMP corridor um, from your perspective, and why is it not good for Maine? Sure. I mean, uh, obviously, I am... Uh, uh, Somebody that does not believe has currently constructed this uh, deal is, is good for Maine. It's really a for-profit project that makes two foreign corporations billions of dollars, really at the expense of the environment and the character I just talked about with the, the fishing, the hunting, the paddling in that area. So the benefits package that was offered in return for creating this corridor was really near pennies. Uh, and it was really just not a, a package that was a great deal for the main ratepayer. So uh, it was uh, something that uh, we looked at because there were similar proposals in neighboring states like New Hampshire that looked at these deals and found that uh, it just wasn't a good deal for them as well. And I'm very concerned about the environmental impact that uh, exists here because right now we do not have an environmental impact study from CMP to show us 
the damage that this will do. So I don't think it's good for the deal for me, and I certainly don't feel that it's a good deal for the environment. I see. Um, it's actually surprising that they weren't required to to, to provide an environmental impact um, statement before they could get get approval for this. And I, I did do some research before um, our, our, our talk today, and I did see that other states had looked at this in neighboring states and rejected it um, for some reason. Uh, I guess the government of Maine didn't, but... Um, yeah, it's uh, it's the Northern Pass Project. It was the name of it, and I'm sure you know your audience can look that up. But uh, they looked at that, and, and they thought it was a bad deal and rejected it. And they found that no actual greenhouse gas emission reductions would be realized with, with a hydro line. So... You know, we look at that project as a gauge to what they're what they're doing here. Some of the permitting came from the Army Corps of Engineers, which provides far less detailed environmental statements on um, more public lands. So we believe that this project, where it's located, uh, definitely um, should have an environmental impact study or statement. So we know people of Maine uh, what this project would do and what the impacts would be. I see. Well. You know, what about the populace of Maine? Um, you know, they want this this line to run through the state of Maine, but do Mainers want the project? Obviously, um, you don't, um, and, and many people that that support uh, your organization don't. But in general, um, do you have any thoughts on on what Mainers, you know, want in regards to this project as a as an overall, you know, group of people? Well, I've you know obviously uh, part of the original petition gathering for signatures that uh, got shot down last year. We reformed this year and, and put that out. And clearly, from spending you know months at uh, transfer stations collecting signatures, events, elections, it was very clear whether you're a Republican or whether you're a Democrat that people want to be able to vote on this issue. And that's really, I think, what this whole effort to say no to NECEC is all about: is getting Mainers the right to have a say in their electrical um, grid and their and their power. Uh, John, I think you know a lot of the press with the company that wants to put this corridor through, uh, through the J.D. Power and Associates survey has been ranked dead last in reliability. So, you know, we have some real concerns about this project. Um, and, you know, voters uh, came out, signed petitions, and hopefully in the next week we'll have a, a major announcement on the results of that. But I'm pretty optimistic that you know, we'll be looking at this in November, which which uh, is exciting. Yeah, that 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 would be exciting. I, I know it takes a lot of work to to put something like that together, um, regardless of what what you're shooting for. So to be able to go out there and collect uh, the amount of signatures you did, um, you know, really uh, really shows, I guess, to your point, that there's a significant amount of of manners that that don't want this project and they want their voice to be heard before it's allowed to go through. Uh, you you had mentioned that uh, the project that Maine wasn't the first uh, choice to fulfill the contract with Massachusetts. This particular project wasn't the first choice. Uh, can you shed a little more light on that? Were there numerous bids, or you know what went on uh, specifically, and and why did uh, some of the neighboring states, like New Hampshire, for example, pass on this project? Well, there were, I think initially there were somewhere in the neighborhood of 45 bits to fulfill this energy contract for Massachusetts. And initially, I believe the Northern Pass was selected um, for a number of different reasons. So 
again, those New Hampshire regulators were very skeptical that the benefits outweighed the many downfalls of the project. And, and again, they have some pretty uh, amazing territory up there as well, just like here in Maine. Uh, and not finding the, um, the greenhouse gas reductions would be realized. There was real, really no reason uh, to, to do that. So they voted that out. And uh, there's also been similar projects out in Vermont where they are pre-permitted and ready to go. Uh, but Vermont had come back and basically said, you need to do this underground, and that pushed the cost up. And that's where you know Maine has come in with a uh, basically an extension cord down through Somerset County to link the power into a substation in the Lewiston region. So this power is destined for somebody else, much like uh, New Hampshire. And uh, we think that you know the people of Maine deserve the right to have a say and a vote toward whether or not they want to see this happen. Right, right. So essentially, if I understand it correctly, Central Maine Power just wants to like clear cut some huge swath of of land um, from Western Maine down to this uh, transfer station and and run high high tension power lines the whole the whole way. Well, it's the first fifty three miles from the border of Quebec to um, just north of the Forks. That section uh, contains obviously some pretty spectacular lands and, and ponds and fisheries. That is the new section that CMP wants to clear cut a turnpike wide um, hydro line all the way from the border down into the forks and then joining up with pre existing um, power lines that will be expanded to accommodate that. So uh, it's certainly, um, you know, I have a, a, a great uh, reference in, in the Down East magazine in the November issue last year. It's a really good um, article that you maybe you can post to your listeners, and it kind of shows you uh, some of the areas that we're talking about there. They're pretty pristine, so this would be a new clear cut uh, for 53 miles. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, when you when you look at how uh, people that that want this project to go forward are positioning it, uh, they often talk about how it's going to help reduce greenhouse gases and um, and that sort of thing, which which definitely gets people's attention if they don't look under the hood, because everyone's concerned about that, um, both you know in the state of Maine and nationally and 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 uh, around the world. So, you know, will this project actually reduce greenhouse gases? It will not, unfortunately. And we are fortunate to have the National Resources Council of Maine and their team looking at the statements of the project and, and looking at the validity of the statements being made. This is just not clean energy. Um, this is cheap energy. It's hydro energy. But if you look at how hydro dams are built, you know, if you flood lands, you still have a lot of nitrogen entering. And so you have a lot of carbon dioxide floating in back into the air. So, you know, it's more of a dirty hydro power, but, you know, obviously there are some cost advantages. And Massachusetts has lined themselves up on a new green deal to have the need for that kind of energy. It's just about getting it down uh, to them. And right now, unfortunately, Maine has a, a, a really inexpensive way down through. And uh, we believe that uh, we want to get this to the voter and have them take a look at the project for its, you know, for its environmental claims. Sure. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, speaking of, of clean energy. Um, you know, Maine does have some clean energy projects that uh, uh, that are ongoing and, and operational. Will this project impact them in a positive or negative way? 
Well, certainly, you know, when you look at the biomass industry, it certainly will have a very negative impact. You know, these are the fossil fuel uh, folks that you hear in the commercials for CMP, uh, but they operate some small um, places up in Stratton, Wilton, that get rid of some uh, biomass materials as opposed to putting them in a landfill. So companies like that will definitely suffer or go out of business. So we'll see some job loss definitely in the biomass industry. Um, but we're not really a part of that. To say no to NECC is really a grassroots um, uh, group that is really concerned about the environmental impact versus, you know, who loses out in the energy business. But obviously, they have a goal of, you know, getting this to the to the main people as well. But our volunteers have been fantastic in, in, in getting the word out. Okay. Well, thank you for uh, for sharing us that. So, so this Hydro Quebec. They they run these mega dams, and um, you know that's how they produce this energy. Is that considered clean energy? You you mentioned that it isn't, but um, sure. it, it actually can be quite the opposite of clean energy, can't it? Well, under Maine law, power generated by Hydro Quebec does not qualify as clean energy, and is deceptive to refer to it as such anywhere. Research really on a on global carbon footprint of hydropowers show that, you know, these these reservoirs uh, actually contain carbon-emitting hydro, um, you know, air. So we're concerned, obviously, about that. There's been a lot of documented evidence of indigenous people losing a lot of their land up in Quebec, and um, there's been a lot of issues about, you know, about that, too. So, you know, it's really not clean energy. It's cheap energy is what it really is. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, you know, another thing, when you look at people that are pushing this project that gets um, put out there from what I've been able to read is they say it's going to be a big job creator. And, you know, being from Maine, um, myself, uh, and, and having spent time there continuously over the last 40 years on and off, and you're from Maine, jobs is a big thing. Uh, there's not enough good jobs in Maine, in my opinion, and in many other people's opinions. Anything that can be done to, uh, not anything, but things that can be done to develop, you know, high-paying, good-quality jobs often are looked at as a positive positive thing. So with this particular project, there are claims that it's going to create jobs. And um, what's your take on that? Is it actually going to create some good jobs, or what's going on? Well, to be specific... 38, John, 38 jobs on this project will remain, and that's um, part of the uh, documentation review. You know, we were promised thousands up front, but it's, it's now down to somewhere in the neighborhood of 38. Wow. Right now, there's a lot of um, out-of-state workers from Wisconsin lined up to start doing the cutting. Uh, they brought the trucks into the, uh, into the yards, and um, they're waiting, obviously, on all the appeals that we've got going on. They're waiting for some of the local permits, uh, but it's very clear that this uh, company from Wisconsin is going to do the majority of, of, of that kind of work through there. So they're really not coming through on the promises that, you know, when, when this first came out, when we started getting involved and in getting the details of the, of the, of the project, uh, the numbers kept going down and down and down. And, and, you know, at this point, it's 38. So wow. um, I think there will be a net loss of jobs when you talk about all the biomass um, industry that will lose their jobs or close entirely. So, sure. you know, obviously you talk about jobs and that's very important right now. You know, uh, unfortunately on this project, I think it's going to be a net negative. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, 38 jobs is 
not uh, a significant number of jobs. Certainly, uh, nothing. You know, it's good to create jobs, but that's that's a. I mean, I've, and, I've been and honestly, reading. and honestly, job for CMP to begin construction now with all the other you know, permits that are out there, it's really premature on their part, and really a financial risk because their shareholders will end up footing the bill if, if you know they can't complete the work. So. It's a really interesting situation. We've had people, uh, you know, come into the forks with those Wisconsin license plate all lined up to do the work, and we're now seeing, you know, um, those employment um, companies come in out of state. So it's obviously not what was promised originally. Yeah, that's um, it's kind of interesting just to hear you you say that because Maine uh, has a robust timber industry, not not like it was, but plenty of plenty of people and companies in Maine. Certainly know how to how to cut down trees and whatnot, and to find out that if this project was to go through, they're not even using main companies to to do the work. They're bringing people in from Wisconsin. Seems kind of like a slap in the face, just just to me hearing that. Um, but I, I did see, you know, very recently, I, I think just last week, uh, in the um, uh, Portland Press Herald and maybe the Bangor Daily News, or both of them, they they had some pictures of some equipment um, that was up there getting ready to to start clearing the corridor. Um, so, I mean, is this project a done deal or, or, or can it still be stopped? Like, Well, like I said, uh, they're doing it really at their own financial risk. You know, one of the biggest irons in the fire that they know to any CEC group has is this uh, potential referendum. So, you know, they're, they're doing this uh, in advance of, of all the permits needed. So we'll see what happens, but obviously, uh, we have some signatures to deliver to the Secretary of State coming here soon, and uh, I'm sure that will influence, um, you know, their next steps. But right now, we know that they've ceased on the 53-mile section, the new section. They've ceased operation there, and they are starting to work um, just outside of the forks uh, to do some of the upgrading of existing lines uh, until the uh, the courts go through all of the uh, appeals and, and, and whatnot. But we're very confident uh, going into next week that we'll have a big announcement regarding the citizens' referendum to get this quarter on the 2021 vote. So we're really uh, looking forward to the 21st. Great. That's good to hear. So you had mentioned that there were alternatives if this project had not been approved or does not go forward um, for for the uh, for CMP to to um, well not CMP but for the NECEC to 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 do something um, for the state of Massachusetts if this project doesn't happen what what are their options you had mentioned this is a cheap you know it's cheap energy but is is that what this is all about like if they don't go forward with this project what are their options that might cost them more but would allow them to get um, get where they need to be without destroying the wilderness. Well, let's be clear. CMP's NECEC project, as currently stated, wasn't chosen by the state of Massachusetts because it was the best project to fulfill their quarter for clean new energy. It was chosen because it was the cheapest. So if the NECEC is rejected, Massachusetts will basically pick one of the other bids um, that were submitted to bring 1,200 megawatts of renewable energy into the grid. So uh, the alternative, uh, really, that I think uh, would be 
the most environmentally friendly one will be the TDI project in Vermont, John, uh, and that's already fully permitted. And Maine does not have to be an extension for Massachusetts. There are other ways to run this line down to, to fulfill their needs. Uh, we just believe that this area is really just worth saving. It's worth a look. You know, I provided again for your listening audience to really get a view of the area to really see if we really want to put a corridor through there. So I think that's really, uh, uh, we're going to have some time here in the coming months leading up to the election for people to educate themselves on this, what it means, and so they can make, you know, an informed decision. Because uh, everybody, again, touches energy. So this should be important for everybody to have a basic understanding of what this project is. Got it. Thank you. Um, what, how, the governor of Maine is Janet Mills. Where does she stand on this project? Is she vocally supporting it in a big way? Is she just kind of uh, letting it happen behind the scenes and not saying much about it? Or is she, is she for this project? Well, one of the things I wanted to, to make very clear that, you know, the CMP corridor, you know, in, in being out there and, and talking to people, it really isn't a partisan meaning it's not a left or a right. I think we, we have, you know, support from the majority of Mainers that just look at this project and say it's not a great deal for us. So, you know, we've obviously tried to get in front of Janet Mills, and she seems destined to push this pro- uh, project through uh, without really the, knowing what the will of the main people is and the main voters. And that's why it's so important that we have this vote, because she has not really... Uh, you know, listened to to what uh, our concerns are. So hopefully through this whole process, John, we finally have our day and we'll let the Maine people decide whether or not this NECDC project is, is good for Maine or not. Right, right. Well, that sounds like you're, uh, you definitely have a good good strategy and you're, and you're working hard to, to, to get uh, the, the ability. And, uh, and I just want to mention one other thing, you know, before, obviously, Janet Mills, uh, Governor Paula Page, was a supporter of this, too. So, as you can see, um, you know, they were looking at this before the Mills administration as well. I know he had some discussions in Spain with, with them. So, again, we think that uh, we, we deserve our day uh, in November and let the people decide uh, the future of our energy grid. Sure. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um what can Mainers do that are listening to this right now? What can they do to help stop the corridor? I, I know you, you've got the signatures and you're hoping that that's going to lead to a, a vote next year, which which, which could be uh, fantastic. But are there other things people can do for Maine? Are there people they can contact? Uh, what, what what can they do to help, help let... Sure, John. That's mm-hmm. such a great question. So our, our group, the Say No to NECEC, is on Facebook. That's a great informational website right on social media. Um, a lot of events, meetings, and a lot of just general information of what's going on with the project can be found there. I know a lot of people, you know, are on social media. Also, if you're on the web, obviously, uh, the No CMP Corridor Pack, the website is nocmpcorridor.com. That's part of our grassroots group. There's a lot of information there. And so, you know, I'm encouraging everybody to, to look at those two, um, those two uh, website and social media avenues. But also, you know, I mentioned that, um, you know, that Down East magazine, take a look at that article in the November issue, Corridor Country. And I think that will really give your listeners a really good visual into, you know, the area. And, uh, you know, they can kind of check it out if they've never actually been up in that region of Maine before. 
Okay, thank you. Is there anything, uh, can people contact the, the incoming Biden administration? I know this this had some presidential permitting. Uh, yeah, so uh, we probably, we had a lot of news, John, on Friday. Obviously, one of the big things is they got the presidential permit. So uh, the Biden administration uh, will be the contact point going forward if people want to submit uh, any comments regarding that. We were supposed to have a 15-day uh, public comment on that, but unfortunately, Department of Energy has elected not to give us our normal 15-day uh, comment period, which is really interesting. So hmm. um, that is something that's unfortunately uh, we, we're, we're looking into at this point. Okay. Well, well, thank you, Brian. This has been really informative. Um, I think it's going to educate a lot of people that might not really know what's uh, behind the, the buzzwords and the, the feel-good statements about the project to maybe take a, a look at, at some of the information you've provided today and see what it's really about in terms of job creation, clean energy, um, impacting uh, Mainers in a positive way from an econ economic standpoint. A lot of that does not seem to add up with the, the message just kind of just been being thrown out there in, in broad statements. So I really commend uh, you and your organization for taking a stand that you believe in strongly and putting in the hard work that, that you've done over an extended period of time to to um, try to get, get this to a vote. So I, I wish you luck with that uh, and really appreciate you taking the time to talk with Mainly Matters today. Well, I appreciate the uh, the time here, John, and you know, stay tuned. There'll be some more uh, announcements coming. I'm sure this is a really big issue in Maine, and um, I'm looking forward to actually having a vote in November. Okay, well, thank you. This is John Breyer with Mainly Matters, and uh, thanks for stopping by. We will be back soon with a new episode. And Brian Olis, good luck to you and and your organization with uh, with your efforts. And thank you for coming on today. Thank you, John.